Welcome to Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. This episode is written and produced by me, Jeanette Quackenbush, with folklore drawn from many resources. There's more than just this podcast. You can buy my haunted book series on Amazon and in bookstores, including my newest, Haunted Hikes of the Appalachian Hills and Hollows. Today's story features a tale of a beastly creature that terrorized those in a Washington, D.C. subdivision in Fairfax County, Virginia. This is the legend of the Bunny Man of Colchester Overpass. It always seems appropriate to feature some theme-based folklore-related posts for each holiday. Most are easy to come by, like redeeming ghosts on Christmas Eve, dead angry lovers on Valentine's Day, and Halloween is a no-brainer because it celebrates every kind of ghost story, folktale, and urban legend. However, Easter has always eluded me, and over the years I've managed to sidestep it completely. This time it's different though, because I discovered a most frightening legend, but with a little twist. Full disclosure, the tale would not have much to do with the Easter holiday if it were not for the mythical mammal involved, mostly because it originated in October of 1970. To set the vibe for that time period, Richard Nixon was president. That same month, 27-year-old blues-inspired singer Janis Joplin, famous for her songs like Me and Bobby McGee, died from a drug overdose. The top song was Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. In stark contrast, Pink Floyd released their first number one album. It was the initial year of the commercial for the Tootsie Pop How Many Licks ad, and both PBS and actor Mac Thamen were born in 1970. The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Partridge Family, and Creature Features came out. Scooby-Doo and Groovy Ghoulies were popular for the family to watch, and horror films included Cry of the Banshee and An Evening of Edgar Allan Poe. The fashionable wore hippie clothing like tie-dye shirts, hot pants, midi skirts, frayed jeans, and bell bottoms. The activity ceased on Project Blue Book, the U.S. government study on UFOs since 1952. The Manson family cult and their leader were caught and jailed just a year before. And the legend began that of the bunny man who terrorized residents of Fairfax County, Virginia, which probably scarred for life more than a few children whose mommies and daddies plopped them on the Easter Bunny's lap for a family memento picture. Oh, yes, the bunny man. And some tell his story like this. There was once an asylum for the criminally insane close to Clifton, Virginia. Those who lived in the town worried about their safety and their families, should any of those inmates escape. They petitioned the government to have it closed, and those who had resided there moved away. The requests were granted, but they should have been careful about what they wished for, because this decision would haunt them for years. You see, all was fine at first. The government relocated the asylum inmates by bus. Yet. The bus wrecked on one transfer and the inmates escaped into the nearby woods. Eventually, police captured all but two men, Marcus Walser and Douglas Griffin. As the hunt for the men continued, the police began noticing fresh skins of rabbits hanging from tree limbs. When they returned the next day, the skins were gone. The chase became more desperate when the rotting corpse of Walser was discovered near Colchester Underpass in Clifton. His flesh had been peeled from his body and was hanging from a limb. His entrails had been gorged. Local police generally believed that Griffin was hiding in the woods, killing the rabbits for meat and using their skins as clothing. Then one Halloween night, three local children happed upon the crazed inmate while trick-or-treating. 
seeing the man dressed in rabbit skins fashioned into a macabre costume that made him appear like a huge white bunny with ears. They taunted him. Their mutilated remains were recovered the next day, lying near the bridge. Above them, their flesh was hanging off tree limbs. Now, those who go to the bridge in Colchester Road in Clifton and call out, Bunny Man, Bunny Man, Bunny Man, the next morning they will be found with their hides hanging from limbs and their flesh-peeled corpses resting beneath. Sound like an urban legend? There is some truth to the lore, perhaps even more believable and more disturbing, because there was an axe-wielding bunny lurking in the brush in Fairfax County and sinking out those who crossed his path. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, Washington, D.C. was already surrounded by a sea of suburbs filled with homes and families. New subdivisions were gobbling up small communities and farmland, and it was no different even 25 miles away as the crow flies in the quickly developing areas around Clifton and Fairfax, Virginia. On the Sunday night of October 18th, and in Fairfax, an Air Force Academy cadet named Bob Bennett, who had returned to attend the Air Force Navy football game, was also visiting his uncle. He had parked his car across the street from his uncle's home on Guinea Road and was sitting inside the vehicle with his fiance, Dusty, when a man costumed in a furry suit with long bunny ears burst from the brush, brandishing a wooden-handled hatchet. In a deep voice, he cried out, You're on private property. I have your tag number. Then with a flick of his wrist, the rabbit hurled the hatchet at the car's windshield, hard enough to shatter the glass. The hatchet landed at Bob's feet. The rabbit then disappeared into the dark of night. Although the couple was uninjured, it was a startling moment and one that warranted a call to the police who quickly began to investigate. It would be less than two weeks later when security guard Paul Phillips, working for a private construction company building homes in the area, came upon a large fuzzy rabbit standing on the front porch of a brand new home and a block away from the last incident. The guard addressed the strange figure, and the rabbit immediately whipped out a long-handled axe and began striking a roof support on the building. All the people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. The bunny man shrieked. Phillips hurried to his vehicle to grab his handgun, but as he returned, the rabbit had vanished into the nearby woods. Over the next weeks, nearly 50 witnesses reported seeing the elusive rabbit in northeast or southeast Washington. In Prince George County, three children were terrified when a bunny-suited man approached them with an axe on the street as they returned home from school. Police searched the area to no avail. Police were not able to confirm all reports and never found the bunny man. Later, Angie Prophet, who had visited the tunnel with her boyfriend when she was in her early teens in the 1970s, told of peering out the window of his car. She saw two little children at the tunnel entrance before they completely vanished. Moments later, they appeared at the car's back window staring at her. She, like others, will swear to the reality of the stories. And perhaps, if you live to tell your account after visiting this scary haunt, you do too. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. If you like it, please pass it along. And most of all, I hope I helped you find your scary place sometime between dusk and dawn. <laughs>